0: Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. Today, I'm fangirling really hard. I'm just going to say it. I have two incredible guests with me. I've got Toby Poser and John Adams. So, welcome. Hey, Thank Anya. Thanks Thank for, you for having us. We're fangirling
1: too. That's, <laughs> we just. We are so stoked to be talking to you we love your art oh
0: thank you so for anybody who doesn't know this is the adams family but not to be confused obviously with the adams family from tv and you know that goes back many 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 years um this is the adams family you guys reside in new york is that right yep upstate Catskills. right okay so a quick summary of the adams family and i highly recommend you go check out their films because wowza but they are a family of four is that correct yes yeah okay so we've got toby and john and then they have two daughters lulu and zelda which all these names are amazing
2: we like
1: the old names let's let's (laughs) let's admit it John is pretty boring, but other than that, it's a bunch of great
0: names. But you you know it balances really nicely. And then with a name like John, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but then as soon as you see what you're capable of doing and the art you're doing, there is nothing boring about you. Oh.
2: He is a walking paradox, John. Ever since I met him, I, he was I was he just knew that that the, you know, you can't read a book by its cover. He's he's just a walking paradox.
1: <laughs> However, I only read books by their cover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if they're in the horror genre, then you will not do any wrong. Good. <laughs> so they have founded what's called Wonder Wheel Productions. And they have filmed a whole bunch of uh, indie movies before they got to what I consider the mainstream. I don't know if you know, I, I, I consider it mainstream. Um, but they did some indies called Rumble Strips. There's Knuckle Jack. There's a whole bunch more. But they've won awards on the independent film circuit, which I can absolutely see why. So sort of chat about that, that independent film circuit for a little bit with me and what you guys went through to get to that point. John, you want to go?
1: No, I was going to wait for your answer, Toby.
2: Oh, well, um, after you, please, by all means. Okay,
1: well, cool. Um, We, you know, we've been artists our whole lives, and we were living in Los Angeles. I had been on a TV show, and Toby's been an actress her whole life, and we were running into a super dry spell. The kids at the time were really interested in being actresses, and so we thought it would be a great idea to buy a trailer, live in the trailer, and shoot a movie. And we started out thinking it would be a horror movie, but when we got to the, the, uh, the part where I had to kill the kids, I, we were having such a great time that I didn't want to kill the kids. And so we turned it into a drama. <laughs> and we proceeded to make three other dramas after that because we loved the experience so much. Zelda really took to filmmaking. Lulu was more interested in behind-the-scenes stuff and wasn't quite as interested in it, which was cool So for a while it became the three of us making movies and Lulu would help out whenever she was around or whenever she wanted to Which was very cool, but it wasn't until we made our first horror movie That we realized we were home and we realized that we were amongst the, the people that we wanted to be around and we were in the art world that we wanted to be around. And part of that's because the horror crowd is very open-minded to taking artistic chances, and they're very open-minded to storytelling, and they're also really open-minded to people like us who never had a lot of money to make a big production. But the horror crew, that's not, like, obviously people love a big production, a big, big horror movie, like Halloween. Yes, that's so fun but they don't mind seeing little movies like ours. And so we really felt like, wow, this is just a great place for us to grow and stay as filmmakers.
0: Well, yeah, I'm so grateful as a horror fan that you did find that niche because seriously, (laughs) I I can't praise your movies enough.
2: Oh thank you so much. You know, it feels kind of like a this strange home, not a strange, like like a real home coming in a way because we it just made such sense once we started making the the films. It, I mean, just the other day Zelda and I were talking about stuff and we were we were and we were basically we were, we sounded like the antichrist and we were talking about <laughs> friends who didn't want <laughs> who needed to get permission to be in our film and we're thinking because they probably think we're the antichrist. And it just made, but for us, it was just like saying pass the salt or I'm hungry. It was just made such sense. So um, it, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, uh, it, it's, that's a good feeling when you find what you're meant to be.
0: Absolutely. And like you said, the horror community is very open for, for taking chances on films. They are. Yes, a very welcoming, I find as well.
1: Yeah, you know, I grew up on punk rock, and um, one of the reasons I love punk rock is because the kids in the garage next to me could come out with a song that we all went and loved. And it didn't have to be produced by Steve, uh, you know, a Mutt Lang or, or, you know, Journey's producer. It could be just <laughs> produced in a, in a basement, in a, in a garage. And it was the, the raw feeling or whatever it was delivering to us all that inspired us to go out to all these clubs and watch all these punk bands like Black Flag with Bad Brains and Minor Threat and everything and that's what the horror crowd is for film. They don't they don't they just want stuff that's genuine, you know? And it's so great, you know. And they can also take a dump on your on your art too. <laughs> it's not like a, it's true. you know. It's just a free pass. Uh, we've had people take a gigantic dump on our stuff and and that's fine too. Like that's a great learning experience also to, if they if they explain why they're taking a dump on it. <laughs> I think
2: you know, if they Oh, I, think, oh, excuse me. I think if they stop taking a dump or if nobody takes a dump, it might mean we're not pushing ourselves or being risky enough. You know. Right. I mean, I obviously have opinions. Everyone has opinions. And I think it's good to make something that has room for people th- to be divisive and to ha- has room for people to think, no, it's not my cup of tea. Because in a way, that means, hey, we're trying something that is not um, you know, middle of the road. That's my hope, to always make stuff that that people can potentially take a dump on.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you, and I understand why your stuff would be divisive. I find, you know, popcorn horror movie watchers aren't really going to be as into a little bit more thoughtful and well-crafted metaphorical movies. They're going to be more into the Halloweens and the instant gratification of the easy horror, is what I call it. <coughs> Right. You're not going to yeah. have malignant fans who like your movies. and right. you, Well, you, you might. I would be shocked, but...
1: <laughs> right, no, but it's cool That's you know, I really respect all the different facets of the horror kind of crowd. Like, some people do. They just want a straight slasher. And I, I love a straight slasher at the right moment, too. Like, mm-hmm. and that is what's beautiful about it, you know?
0: Absolutely. I do find that your movies check a lot of boxes, Um, as a horror fanatic and it's interesting being able to watch that because you know i watched the deeper you dig and then hellbender right afterwards and they are so different so different Uh, but but they both satisfied so many horror um things in me that i was just like i need more i need more give me more
1: well that's wonderful because we're going to try to give you some more with our next movie called where the devil roams oh i've seen
0: some of the behind the scenes you've been posting i can't fucking wait
1: (laughs) it's great, right toby it's just been like a joy
2: it really really has it's just from the get-go zelda had this awesome idea i think when she she and john were going to soccer practice and and then when they came home and told me it was like I just jumped out of my skin. I was so excited. And it really has felt like, um, yeah, like it's just wanted to be made. Um, and it and it feels, yeah, it feels bold but centered. And oh, I'm dying to know what people are going to think. But never, no matter what, I, I think we're all absolutely gobsmacked in love with it.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that. I do find that when I'm watching your movies and also – before I had sort of looked into how involved you are um, I felt the passion within you you know you don't always look at these movies and feel the connection with the actor to what they're doing but knowing how much you guys are putting into it I can feel that love and that inspires me and it makes me want to create art at your level
1: you know that's cool which you are because i look at yours and i'm like look at this we gotta have more (laughs) we're gonna
2: like learn from you (laughs) more good i mean this
0: my my bucket list thing has always been to be in a horror movie so one day i gotta fly out there and participate in something with you guys because wowza
2: Or we we will come out to you, you know, we're often mobile while we're shooting. In fact, we shot a lot of Hellbender in the Northwest, just hop, skip and jump over the water from you. So, um, yeah, so we'll make sure we make that happen. Oh, my God, it better happen.
1: (laughs) Also, one of the fun things, I mean, speaking of that, one of the great things about, you know, just me and Toby and Zelda making these movies is that people have reached out to us now. We've had a bunch of... Just people being like, Hey, I would really love to be in your next movie. I see you're shooting a a 30s carnival thing, and you know, like, and we're like, Great, where do you live? And if they live close enough, we just put a guy from Boston in our film, and he did a phenomenal job. And it's like, What you say is important to us. It's like, we do put a lot of love in our movies because it's very attached to our life, Mm -hmm. and so we really love when. A day of work is basically more a day of hanging out like for example us sitting and talking with you today it's like it's part of our life it's what we really love doing we love talking with like-minded people who are enjoying this whole experience together
0: oh totally i i want to be where you guys are at i want it to be my career you know i want to make money off this day in and day out because when you live it inside of you you want everything to be part of that world all the time well
2: i'm looking forward to uh to watching that unfold for you and and that's i wish you
0: all the best thank you i'm actually filming the first short thing that i'm going to be in that's actually like a full-on production this is the first time we're doing that we're doing that this weekend oh right
2: on break a lens.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Um, So one thing I, I, John, you were talking about your love of music before. I thought I want to segue that into your music and the bands that you guys are currently involved in. Um, And for anybody who hasn't seen the movie Hellbender, not only is it an amazing horror movie, but it also features like you know brand new music from you guys and you guys are in a band called Hellbender so talk about that for a little bit
1: so I was always in bands growing up and when the kids were born um, they would come to my shows and they wanted to be in bands so Lulu and I had a band together when she was just a tiny kid and um, and then Zella wanted to be in a band so I've always been in bands with the girls and um, they've only just changed names as the, as the girls have grown older and finally um, we turned into Hellbender about three years ago and during that time um, Zelda had decided she didn't want to play drums anymore and she was more interested in just singing which was great for me because now we got a front person you know and, um, and then right at that time Toby and, and Lulu also wanted to start singing more and so we really became a four-piece band about three years ago where Lulu and Toby sing like kind of backups and Zelda's out front singing the main vocals and I'm doing the music behind and it's really, we've grown to a place where actually we have a sound like this movie that we're working on now we've really refined our sound so we sound like a band like the music in Hellbender is still slightly disparate because um like Zelda had her opinion on how what song how songs should sound, so we would write songs for her, her, what she liked. And I have my opinions on what I like. And um now our kind of like what what we all want is very similar. So right now our band Hellbender has a really distinct sound and I'm very excited about it. Uh and I'm very excited about it how it's making our next movie where the Devil Rooms uh how it's filling it out in a really cool way. What do you think, Tove?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it it's so it's kind of funny, I mean, because John has he's always making music. It just never stops. I mean, whether we're in the process of making a film or not, he's just always. Writing something or or capturing a sound and then incorporating it into his music. It's really fun to kind of be in his sphere because I love music and it's and I love creativity and he's just executing them nonstop. And um, yeah, I I mean it's and now at this point, it's funny. Someone had said to us after we made Hellbender, someone who we respect had said, you know, you got to be careful about using music. In your, you know, films, like, you know, it, it could be, it could be like, I don't know what he said, like, it, it could be or work against you. But, but the thing is, I think for us, music is so integral to what we do. It's such a big part of our symbiotic, you know, machine that we have going on that um, I'm not ready to not have music be a really big part of what we do
1: yeah that's true you know i remember when he said that and then but the other thing about it also is if someone's going to listen to our music and be like oh that music's kitschy i guarantee they're also going to think our movie is because the two of them are just going in the same lane
0: i yeah i agree that the music was perfect for that film oh thank you that's and awesome Uh, You know, sometimes I'll be working and I'll stick on your music or your YouTube videos in the background. Like, I really enjoy the music. And for anyone listening, it's I would say it's like a a marriage of industrial and I can hear your punk influence in there. Some new wave. And then some of the the Kid California stuff you've been doing was there was a pop element to it. And it's just good. Like, it's fun and it's dark and heavy, but light all at the same time. <laughs> that's
1: great. I love oh, thanks. review.
0: Oh, man. I I was really stoked when, when I was watching the movie because I didn't know a lot. I didn't want to read a lot about it before I threw it on. Um, and seeing you guys play, and then that's when I was like, okay, what music are they playing here? And I looked into it, and knowing you guys are part of a band, and that was all original music to you guys. Again, like you can f- feel the love of that all there and all i'm imagining in my head is this family of vibrating creative atmosphere at all times like
2: that's so you, cool
1: you usually come to our house you'll it's,
2: yeah <laughs> it's always vibrating <laughs> literally and figuratively can i just mention something real fast um you know in this new movie we're working on, Where the Devil Rooms, we needed a song. You know, a lot of what we do is just we figure it out while we're going through it. We don't we rarely have like a fully formed, you know, realized script. And we knew we were about to shoot the final scene and we needed music for the scene. And just to be there in our dining room which is basically also our kitchen and living room. It's basically our house. Um, and, and to k- kind of go see it unfolding right in front of our eyes, like John kind of getting his acoustic guitar, figuring something out, Zelda kind of singing it. We knew what the lyrics were. You know, I'm kind of printing them out. Zelda's trying something. John's trying something. And then, and then we're like, oh, that sounds like a Renaissance piece. And then let's just tweak it a little bit and then have it unfold into what it is now, which is John's just turned into this fully like orchestrated, awesome kind of rock piece that will finish the show it just I'm, I just get so high off of that I'm so I feel so happy
0: I can hear how happy you are you know what what I'm curious to know though is working and creating and living with a family of four that's got to be difficult at times no no <laughs>
2: no <laughs> I know I'm trying to think you know what it's it's really fun. I mean, all families have their dynamics, but really it's in general, it's just super cool like the pluses are just they kind of trump everything.
1: Yeah, I mean one rule that makes it not stressful is since you know most of our filmmaking career, the kids have been kids, so we don't like we don't have some kind of work schedule if the kids don't want like. The question is always, can you shoot today? Do you want to shoot this thing today? And if the answer is no, end of conversation. It's then the response from us parents would be, um, cool. Just let me know. We got to film this one scene. Let me know what's a good time for you. And and so, wow. so sh- like showing up and shooting is never. It's not like work or something like that. And um, you know, like and like Toby said, like the last movie that we shot, the, the movie that we just shot, was Zelda's idea. She kind of was the one who came up with the whole idea. It was a big surprise when Zelda said, hey, before I go to college, would you guys want to just shoot one more movie? It was kind of like, really? Yeah, fuck yeah, we want to shoot one more movie. we've what, what, got any ideas? And she she came up with this idea and it was like, holy crap, let's, let's shoot as soon as we get home, you know? And so, um, I think that, I think that that's one of the reasons that it's not difficult, is it's not work. It's not like, it's not working.
0: Right. It's more like hanging out. Hanging out and being able to create. <clears throat> yeah.
2: And I well, mean, we do... Kids...
0: Oh, go ahead, Toby.
2: No, go ahead, John. Finish your what you're saying.
1: Well, I, I think, luckily, the kids, they know what they want to do. Lulu only does things that she wants to do. Lulu hasn't been, like, super in love with the movie-making... Thing. So, you know, we were never like, what, you got to make a movie, it was like, great, you know what I mean? So, you know, Lou's been in love with so many other things, like traveling and like soccer, and so it was like, great big, great that's so cool. And then when she says, hey, I want to work on this movie, what can I do? We're like, great, we'll write you in and you can help me build sets.
0: <laughs> wow, so it sounds like you guys are just doing everything you can to make sure that there's no real stress on yourselves during all of this. He, he, yes. we, yeah, we
2: really set out from the get-go um, to make sure that we were having fun. Obviously, we work our fucking asses off, and we've never worked as hard as we have on this one. I think we say that every movie, but it's always true because we just work harder on each you know one. Um, but we make sure that it's fun because that's what's so great is that we get to kind of be this regular family that we are. But we kind of add this this creative like process together. Feels I feel very lucky, and I and I think that all of us kind of feel lucky we can do that. Unfortunately, we have have kids who who enjoy it, you know, or you know, like John said, when they want to be in it, they really enjoy it. And so you got to make sure that it's, you're having a good time. Like we had a meeting with some people recently who potentially wanted to work with us and they were so stressed and that's cool because stressed people make great things it's just not what we want to be, you know, it's, it's like the, and they said, y'all, Yo, you're kind of, it's like, how you guys are how we used to feel making films. And I felt kind of bad for them because, you know, I don't know. I always want to kind of enjoy making films. Obviously I want to make a living off of it, but um, I think it's important to really enjoy what you're doing. I mean, at least for us, that's just been our template.
0: Oh yeah. And it, it shows. I, I, will make you a bet if you guys just shifted and turned everything into a business the connection wouldn't be the same between you and your movies I think oh, you're right I agree. That's, that's one of the things to me that makes you guys stand out is that connection I mean, I personally don't find there's a lot of horror movies where not only are the writers the directors and the actors but there's a disconnect between that when they are on film but with you, when you guys are acting, not only are you good actors, but like I said, it connects. And, you know, I, I put that in the same level of as like a Jordan Peele and the way he connects with his films. You can tell he's a horror lover. And so he makes a horror film as a horror fan for horror fans. And that's what I feel when I'm watching your movies.
1: Awesome. He does. Oh, that cool. is something I agree with you on that. That's a great way to describe it how he makes his films um, as a fan for fans and mm-hmm. um, you know also an advantage that we have that's really nice is that since it's just three of us making the movie when we make mistakes we can just get up the next day and go fix them in the same place Do you know like it, if it's outside or inside or whatever like if we shoot something and we look at it and we're like I don't know we, we don't seem very honest in this scene we can just go shoot it again and again and again and again and, again. and that's something that's a nice advantage for us as a tiny little combat unit that's difficult for big productions they have a schedule that they have to follow and they have to shoot things and get it right the first time otherwise they have to edit what they got right
0: so So let's talk about um you know as somebody that is part of uh, creating this film project that we're working on it's it's really tough to fund it yourself, and mm. you know to kind of get into actually having the finances to be able to do it at the level that you guys are doing. How did you kind of navigate that?
2: Uh, we we it's funny because we money has just never been um, at the forefront of our um of our minds and and our budgets have been so small in the first six features that we made up to hellbender that um we just basically knew okay we have this much money let's work within those means and because we're essentially wearing every hat we didn't need a lot of money you know we'd have to pay the union you know as far as like acting but um we uh, Otherwise, we were we were just working, you know, for for free and working really hard and not and didn't have a ton of resources and didn't need them in a way. It kind of was a good exercise. That restraint kind of kept us simple and like focused on the heart of the story as opposed to okay, we have this much money, so let's make sure we do this, that, and that. It's more like no, let's do this, this, and this, um, because we don't need anything.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, we. Also, if we have an idea that we realize is too big for our budget, like we ran into some problems with Hellbender. We had some fun ideas of things we wanted to film, but very quickly realized that, like, oh, no, we, we don't have the, the money to pay for that kind of effect or pay for that. So w- then we just have to ask ourselves, okay, well, what are we trying to achieve with that, that, that scene? Now let's achieve that with no money. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. we at, at one point wanted the hellbenders to have huge mouths that like could literally they could stretch their mouths down like two feet wide. You know, like so it would just be really vicious looking. Mm-hmm. And that would be great. But it would have cost us a lot of money to get someone to design and make that and then have an effects person come in and, you know, shine it all up. And we realized that like when we got to shooting that scene and we were like, Okay, well, we have to shoot this scene now without being able to do that, but still achieve the same point.
0: Right. You, you did achieve the same point without that. I, that that well, movie is beautiful. The aesthetics in your movies. Whew. Thank
1: you. That's Thanks. just super generous.
0: I, I seriously could just sit here and praise the shit out of you. <laughs> it's, That's so great. It's, well, you and see,
1: you, oh, yeah, go ahead, sorry.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, like, what's really neat is, you know, as a creator myself, I can I can feel the excitement that you would have been feeling while you were filming and the adrenaline. And it's like, especially when you're going outside and you get to be in the woods and having yeah. that aesthetic, like it just the hellbender specifically, the everything in the woods, all of the scenes where you guys were walking around in the daytime and like, oh,
2: Give me when you talk about budget i mean we didn't need a budget at all for that because we just live in that you know that's our backyard mm-hmm. um the deer carcass that we came across we came across on a hike scouting another scene and then realized oh this just you know nature was really throwing us a bone here literally um and we like ran home got our stuff and just we're shooting it a half hour later wow. um you know that's it's nature does a lot of the heavy lifting for us because we don't have Lights like we don't have fancy lights, so we use natural light just about every time we can, and um, yeah, nature just is just the rockinest actor out there. So um, we use her, and we didn't need a penny of budget to do that.
0: That's awesome. Your your films feel like like big budget productions when you're watching them. That's awesome It seems like you guys really have You know moved You know kind of Put your resources where needed And then you're just sort of able To really go with the flow Which is very unheard of In film you know
1: we're, you know, it's interesting, like, so when we first started making movies, you know, we all, people always said, like, oh, it's low budget, it looks, like, it kind of looks low budget, and, you know, our beginning films kind of did, like, well, first of all, we were learning how to use the camera, we were learning how to use sa- sound, we were learning how to edit, we were learning so many things. With each movie, we've become a little more knowledgeable about production value, mm-hmm. and, so production value is kind of a fun thing because it doesn't necessarily mean you have a lot of money, but it does mean like, like one of the biggest production value shots in Hellbender is when the mother looks at the daughter in a vision and the daughter disappears in dust.
0: Yeah, I and, can think about seeing this so good. Yeah, and
1: for me, that's the highest production value uh, shot in the movie. But the thing about it is is most of that production was because we were on a hike that day in the middle of the White Mountains in New Hampshire, and a storm rolled in. And we had brought our, like, kind of dark, we always brought dark sheets with us whenever we took hikes and our camera equipment just in case something like that happened. So... That did happen. This wonderful storm rolled in and blew across the White Mountains, and we were standing there, and we set up, and it was raining, and it, like nature, basically was like, get on your, you know, get your shit together, because I'm going to roll through, and you have about 20 minutes to film this, and we did, and and it looks like a high production, you know, mm-hmm. but I think I think it would have been incredibly hard if we had written that scene, like how we going to, how like that would have been impossible for us. It was just something that. We were lucky that we had everything in our backpack, you know.
0: Wow, it sort of sounds like—I mean, I don't know if you believe in kismet or fate or whatever. I wasn't a huge believer of that before, but sometimes when you're creating and things are handed to you like that, oh yeah, you can't deny it. Oh well, yeah, we
1: definitely believe in that, and we're always on the lookout for it. Um, I mean, we also—you know—we also film a lot of like crap <laughs> cuz we think it's kismet. You know it's like there's some kismet. Let's film it. And then, you know, you get home and you're like that's not kismet, that's kiss it. That's terrible. That's well, like shit
2: bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but at least we got it. You know what I mean? It is worth it. So like like for every 100 minutes, like for every minute that that we get some kismet, we shot a, a 99 minutes of kiss it.
2: Wow. And I think I think I learned. I've learned a lot from John in that sense because John is really ready to just jump at the stuff that the gods of creativity, you know, toss your way, and it's and so you just always have to be ready, and it's and 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 to just not think but go for it. Like I tend to be a real thinker, you know, and I love to like understand the why underneath things, which can be good, um, but you know. It's It's been wonderful kind of becoming a student in John's School of Spontaneity because a lot of that stuff, you just, you know, in 10 minutes that cloud is going to pass, that storm is going to pass, you know, the, the tree is going to change color because the sun is positioned differently. And so if, when you're traveling lightly like we do, we just use a Canon 5D. That's pretty much always with us. You just have to, you know, you have to sort of... Take the gods of creativity up on their offer and jump out and get it, and and that's something that I think John is really good at.
1: Yeah, but what you're great at, Toby, is taking those moments and figuring out how to add and like an intellectual weight to them, so that it's not just like beautiful imagery, but it actually fits into our story, and that and that's fun. I think that's why we have fun together. Well, I know a couple other reasons why we have fun together. <laughs>
2: I'll see you in twenty minutes. How <laughs>
0: uh,
1: long is this interview?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that actually makes me wonder. How long have you guys been together?
2: I think we're coming up on our twenty fourth, and we're not very. We don't remember these things very well. I think we're coming up on our twenty fourth anniversary, so twenty six years together
0: long time and like I said to be working together I mean I know you're you're saying that you're having fun but I it it takes a certain personality to be able to be around the same people consistently and have such good um quality stuff come from that you know oh, that's nice thank you yeah.
2: I think
1: also Toby and I have divided up our we, we've divided and conquered at this point we kind of know Mm-hmm. like oh toby this is you're this is you're the master of this field i'm not going to get involved and she does the same with the, some things that i do and that helps that you just count on each other like hey you got that part of the movie done yes and you know what i mean totally so we're not yeah. stirring the same soup together all the time
0: right. <laughs> i like that metaphor that's good
1: yeah, I'm also, she's a vegetarian, I'm a meatitarian, so we don't make the same soup.
0: Oh, okay. I'm the vegetarian soup pot myself, so. Yeah. You guys
1: will make the same, you will love Toby's food then. She'll put some turmeric in it and a whole bunch of wheat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys be... will fly by the light of the moon. It'll be amazing. I'll be bogged down with the meat.
0: As long as it's fake blood with me, then we're good.
1: <laughs> There's always fake blood. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes like We make really tasty blood. Just so you, know, you? I don't know what you, oh. you... are a master. Your blood looks freaking great. What's your... Can you tell us your recipe or is that a secret?
0: No, I don't make it. Oh, we my buy, God. You... We buy it. Yeah. Oh. We've got... So, it's not the equivalent of Spirit Halloween, but we have a local Halloween-ish sort of store. And they have... We just get it from there. I mean, I've tried to make blood myself using cornstarch and... I nearly ripped out half my head of hair trying to get it out. Oh yeah. When I, I, when I go and use blood, I like as much as humanly possible. So I can't use the cornstarch. Can't do it.
1: You know, it's fun looking at your art, what I love about your art and it's something that we actually are employing. And I would say that you inspired a lot of like, like kind of like some of our violence in the movie that we're making now because one of the great things about your bloody art is it's dirty, mm-hmm. it's bloody, it's like visceral, and and mostly it's very honest. Like you'll drag yourself across like the road. Oh yeah, and it's like you're on your knees, covered in blood in a in a like tank top, and <laughs> and it's like but the all but the thing is is all those elements are so important because they're all so honest. None of them are. Um, fancy or um, it's just I love how visceral your horror art is and it's like we're using that same kind of concept with our horror art in, in the movie that we're working on right now it's
0: really I love cool that I, I get a visceral reaction watching your movies too and that's uh, that's one of the things that is my favorite about horror is the gritty and raw something that actually could ha- look like it could happen. And I find that's when it gets really scary when you're looking at something and you're like, "Oh my god, is that real?" Yeah. And that's really yeah. scary and that's one of the things that I liked about everything that you guys do because it it it's the same thing. It looks raw. It, it looks like you guys really have done these things and you're covered in real blood and <laughs>
1: Well, great. Then you're going to love this next one.
0: Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. I and I it's, can't it's wait like, for your opinion. It's like what you guys were talking about earlier, you know, with this particular type of the raw art that, that I do and that you guys do too, people will shit on that. They don't want to like it because I think it evokes actual terror in them. And one of the things that I pride myself on being is nightmare fuel. I want to scare the fucking shit out of people. I do. <laughs> I want them to look at my stuff and look away and be like, I can't handle this, but I can't stop staring at it. And that's how I feel about your movies. When I'm watching them, there's parts of me that's like, this is evoking a visceral reaction out of me, but I cannot look away.
1: Good. That yeah, is. We had, a, yeah, we, we had a nice thing happen just yesterday or a couple of days ago on one of our posts with some characters and a prop that we have in our next movie and somebody wrote, um, it, it it's starting to look like you're really devil worshippers." <laughs> and it's like, and I was like, well, that's about the fucking greatest thing you can ever say what that, what, what that basically is saying is that, Oh, it's not like, this doesn't look like a fantasy. You're now you're entering into this feels a little real. Mm -hmm. and i love that i love it was a high compliment i gave a big heart on that one
0: (laughs) well it's great when when people aren't sure you know like i i have people reach out to me all the time and they'll ask me if i'm a satan worshiper and or a satanist they'll ask me to kind of join their religion and their cults and it's funny because I want to say to them, you know, you should see what I'm like on a Monday to Friday when I'm working my corporate job with my two children. I'm not walking that around in so great. black and blood all the time. <laughs> like it's just so funny. That's so great.
2: I really feel like, you know, there's so much room for like extreme like the balance there with with horror lovers and like like I it's I always say it's so f- neat how like so many people who just are devoted to her are the nicest, cuddliest, warmest, most loving, lovable people in the world. And I think those kind of contradictions are really healthy. You know, like we're a super happy family. We laugh. We just look like, you know, like. But then, like I said, people probably think we're like antichrist, you know, Satan worshipers. And it's like, you know what? I understand. I think it's good to have a balance in life. And uh, and especially with her, like, you know, it's of course, like with The Deeper You Dig, I, of course, we don't want our daughter to go, you know, missing. But film and horror is a great way to explore that stuff. And, you know, because you obviously are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so for us and people like, like you and us, it's like, hey, why not, you know, the go, go the extra step and actually look at it and make it and think about it. I love it's healthy. That.
0: I love that.
2: Hey, can I say one other thing, too? You know, I'm not on Instagram so much, but of the stuff of the years I've seen, you have such a cool, like, emotional life behind what you do. Like, you had that one thing where you, I think you're, was it, are you washing, like, scissors or knives, and it's got, and you're wearing a mask and, and, like, a tub of blood? It's, like, so cool like I, I love moments that you don't expect to see I much more like for me more than just the moment when the knife hits the skin is the is like the moment cleaning the knife picking the knife out you know w- watching it you know imagining it sleeping in its little drawer with all the forks and knives and, and other knives sleeping and spoons drawer. <laughs> I just love the and, and I think you you capture some of the most interesting things oh
0: well I really appreciate that I, I, I I'm a horror fan, and I think that's where all of this stems from with you guys as well. When you're when you're a horror fan, you think about it in a in a different way than somebody who is just going into the role and doesn't actually encompass the horror. You know, right. one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> getting um, a reaction <laughs> from people is I'm not actually a huge gore fan. Like the, the gore porn stuff I can't do, but put me behind in front of the camera doing that and I will make it the grossest thing you've ever seen, you know? So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how what we connect with versus what we can actually handle, you know? There were moments when I watched The Deeper You Dig where I was a little bit triggered as a mother. I was like, oh, oh my too. God. <laughs> I had a hard time. I believe I did. that, Yeah. But then having that triggered emotion, when you get to be the one in front of the camera, actually emitting it, it's almost like it, you, it, you get better quality stuff from the person doing that than somebody who can't connect.
1: Totally. I mean, that's what was fun about that the one scene where I killed Zelda's character. is um, you know, She was kind of basically directing the whole thing. You know, that was important to her. She she came up with a lot of the action of that whole sequence, so it was just a lot of fun. We were laughing kind of the whole time. Toby, when we brought home the footage, Toby wasn't there that night. When we brought home the footage, Toby was not happy, which meant we had fully succeeded.
0: <laughs> were you watching almost with tears in your eyes?
2: It was so hard for me. I just oh, yeah. thought, no, it's just too much. But then I realized, with their help that the story really did need that to have its full arc, vengeful arc, you know yeah. and it's and 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 I think we did give um, that character, her agency when it came to, you know, um, her murderers come up so i knew it was important it just like you said as mother was just there was a moment where i was like god i cannot take off my mother hat right now and appreciate this it's it's too hard for me mm-hmm. and after
1: it's the painful. first edit toby was like i don't know i really don't like this very much i think you should change the edit so me and zelda went and shot more
0: mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we added to it it was 30 seconds of death we added a minute
0: Wow. <laughs> oh,
1: here's more.
2: So like, oh my god. <laughs> and you know what on in our new film where the devil Rumps, we it's our most brutal film yet, I think. But I think one of the it reasons why it's so way. brutal yeah, it, yeah, so one one of the reasons it is so Brutal is because there is a is a certain you know emotion behind it that is very hard to watch because it feels real and I think more than any of our other films it it, uh, it feels so real yeah and this
1: is the first one where we're actually just a loving family like in all of our other films one of us is a bad person or there's always an antagonist and a protagonist well in this one we're all kind of the protagonist antagonist whatever we're like but we're family Hmm. so all the brutality is emotionally anchored by love of family right which makes it which makes the weight of it it's a big that's a big heavy anchor
0: yeah that's that's something most people can relate to when they're watching that kind of movie then
1: right and it's really fun it's fun this one because they're they're broken characters. Like they're, they're both lovable and hateable, each of them. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of fun.
2: And so you have to kind of go there, go to the place where you, um, when people are hateable, even if they're lovable, you have to make sure in equal measure, you show, you know, what's coming to them. And um, I, I really like complicated characters.
0: I've noticed that. Yeah, the, the characters you play have a lot of layers to them. <clears throat> and it's really interesting watching you when you maneuver through your characters because you get to see small little glimmers of moments where you're like, wait a minute, that didn't fit the character. And then it doesn't come back again. So you're you're really, really thinking about the character and all the details you have put into it. I love that.
2: Well, that made my day. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I, love, I think about those things a lot. So that's really cool to hear.
0: Well, as a as a creator myself, I notice all the details, right? Not everybody, not popcorn horror movie watchers don't really notice those things. But I put myself into the shoes of the film that I'm watching. And I kind of think, oh, I imagine how many takes this would have taken or how many times they had to touch this and then re- reshoot it and take all the blood off and start all over again. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can
2: I ask you a question? And and I'm not going to ask anything that's because it's it's none of our business. But with the film, but with what you're about to make, what is your favorite? Um, what are you most looking forward to?
0: Uh, okay. So, what we're doing is some of them are calling it a web series. I personally don't like saying that. I like film. <laughs> so I say I. It's going to be you know kind of it's a series of shorts so there's going to be five episodes or five volumes and it's based on a character that i created called Polly. and this first episode is going to be slower so it's an introduction and where i get to go with it is i get to become um a very v- disconnected violent psychopathic killer And I am so fucking excited about that. Because I'm such an emotional person, I talk to death. I like, I'm a big personality. I have to play this character that does not talk, that does not connect, that is completely devoid of any kind of human um, connection. And that's gonna be thrilling for me. I'm so excited.
2: That is so cool because the quiet ones, you know that that is like energy. It has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where that energy goes. <laughs> That's really cool.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I'm playing um, two characters. So the first character, which you, you only see the first character in, in the first short. Um, and I have to play a very awkward, almost um, questioning if she's on the spectrum or not. And that is also gonna be very difficult for me because I'm not generally an awkward person. So I'm gonna kind of lean into how awkward that is for me to be awkward. (laughs) Fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Although one day um, I do wanna be a fine old girl. (laughs) One day.
1: (laughs) You'll be a great one. What are you shooting this on? Are you guys using, like, what kind of cameras are you shooting on?
0: That's a good question, I don't know. So there's actually a massive team of people. We've got two directors and one of them ordered a (coughs) camera. I I don't know very much about the cameras. So he has that. I know that there's like a rigging system. We have lighting people. We've got, you know, makeup artists and special effects people. And it's. good for you guys. Yeah, they really. um, So my main photographer is Melissa and she's Malevolent Productions. And it's her and her partner have they're creating sort of their own production team, and so that's where they've started. This is going to be the first larger scale production, and um, and it's the first time I'm dipping my toe into anything that's more than just a few minutes on film. Right on. So yeah, I'm really excited, (laughs) nervous, but I'm excited. Um, You
1: start. You start. When do you start? Saturday.
2: All right. That's so fun.
0: Thank you. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you to just, I just want to know kind of what pops into your mind, but what are your favorite horror movies?
2: Um, You want me to go, John? Yeah.
1: I I love doing (laughs) yours.
2: Okay. I've been on this total kick lately. I've revisited A Girl Walks Home Alone at night, and I love that movie so much. Um, because she, besides the fact that it kind of looks awesome in black and white and it's in Persian um, <clears throat> it's such a kind of beautiful love story and she's such a badass but what I love is that um, the filmmaker just she she's so good at um, showing things without telling you, but like just with, with imagery, like for instance um, when uh, Asha, I think that's his name, when he and the vampi and the girl all kind of have this night together. And you know that it was a good one. And the next morning, he's just sitting at the breakfast table, and he's just poking a, a, an egg, like a sunny-side-up egg, with a fork, but he's never bursting it. And then it goes into, like, a balloon that's kind of floating and dancing with that other wonderful character. And it's sort of like – that's just a beautiful way of showing what – what he's feeling without saying I feel really good today you know it's just like you know oh I think I'm in love I feel like I've just swallowed helium I'm floating and I'm not and she she's so smart she never bursts the egg yolk or the the balloon because that would like then the tension the delicious tension would be gone so there's so many moments in that film that, that so that's kind of that's an older one from 2016 but I've revisited it and I'm just I have such a love affair with it.
0: It's a beautiful film, definitely.
1: I think, um, you know, I can answer every single day. It's usually the horror movie that I saw last night is my new favorite. Um, (laughs) But I have to say, Toby and I went back and watched The Omen and that's always kind of perfect. And and once again, like watching Gregory Peck, Gregory Peck act is, he just delivers. Like he so buys into his role Mm-hmm. And I love kind of all the iconography in The Omen. Um, but I mean also, I, you know, I can't just say one because I also, we also rewatched Let the Right One In, the original. And oh. and that one's, yeah. um, I, that's a perfect, that's like a perfect movie. Like it's just perfect. Like you could point out some production things about The Omen because sometimes you can see that it's like studio lit and there's like some things that you kind of thought about it. that's the 70s. But, I don't think I saw any. I can't figure out a, a problem with "Let the Right One In." It's perfect.
0: Yeah, you know, I went into that movie yeah. not knowing what it was, and oh, wow. when this when this friend of mine had played it for me, um, I guess shortly after it had first been released, that stuck with me for fucking months.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just, so good. It's and it's yeah. so.
1: That's, I think movies that stick with you for months do that because there's a lot of depth to it. And mm-hmm. while you're sitting home thinking about it, you realize something else about it. And you're like, oh my God, I, mm-hmm. that, that just, I didn't realize that while I was watching it, but wow.
0: And that right there is why we want to all do film, right? <laughs> you, want yeah, to, exactly. you want to make things that stick with people in some way. Right. What about... Negative. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. We were just saying that today because we watched something and we were kind of talking about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. And then we were just saying, you know, it's just so great to watch movies. Whether you enjoy them or not, you learn something. Mm -hmm. Um, But Anya, what about you? What's a a favorite of yours today?
0: Oh, well, I can tell you two that I think about sort of more than anything is uh, Us by Jordan Peele.
1: Yeah. Love.
0: Yeah. That the the layers and complexity of that movie and you know, I don't know if you guys ever saw Chud, the original horror movie I uh, called Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Did no, you ever see that one? I, I haven't.
1: I haven't either, but I've heard about it and I so should.
0: So the the premise of that movie is it's about people that live that are cannibalistic humanoid dwellers that live underground they come up and try to take over the city and in the first opening scene of us where they're playing you know the hands across america there's a copy of chud sitting right there oh that's- <laughs> cool it's those kind of details that jordan provides and it's like Man, talk about horror orgasm. That's what he gives to me. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That is so cool. And then um, the most horrifying horror movie that I've ever seen is Martyrs. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get through it. I I couldn't stop watching it. I felt sick to my stomach for watching it. But for some reason, it's now in my top ten because I talk about this movie probably more than any other movie I've ever talked about in my life. Wow! It's, yeah, it's
1: amazing. It's, I just couldn't get through it. I was like, "Oh my! God, I just can't handle it."
0: You know, if you if you you could you could watch the remake and it's far less violent, um, far less violent, and it but it still gives you that same impact. Right. But that that original one again. I went into that thinking, "Oh, home invasion. Okay, like a revenge movie." <laughs> and then that movie came out, and it was. It's years, years ago, I watched this and it's still, I will never forget a couple of those scenes. Oh, I won't either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, when Toby's you can't. Yeah, Toby's tougher than push. me.
1: She can watch, she watched the whole thing. I was like, I love it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I can't handle it. I gotta, I can't do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely understand that, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. And then my, my all time favorite horror movie is Rosemary's Baby. And that's oh, because yeah. of, it's been out the longest But um, I'm going to see Nope tonight, and I'm so fucking excited. Oh, fun! I'm jealous. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? No, I can't wait.
1: So don't tell us anything. I won't. Just we're we're trying not to read reviews or anything.
0: I know. I'm trying to as well. I don't know if you guys had the same thing happen to you, but when I was seeing um, the teasers for this movie, I was super excited. But then I made the mistake of watching the full length trailer, and it really made me not as excited.
2: Oh, I you haven't know, I haven't trailer, seen it. I haven't watched anything. I don't, saw one teaser. Don't watch it. So one teaser, and I decided not to watch the other trailer.
0: The trailer, it's not, I, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know if it gave away too much, but it completely shifted the whole feel of what you think it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I, w- I was not happy about that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing better than going into a movie like you did with Let the Right One In and not knowing what you're seeing is, like, the best gift in the world
0: or having no one taint your opinion based on what they've said I love that
2: Do you like going to movies by yourself? I do Me yes. too, for that reason me
0: too. Same, I went and saw X by myself and I didn't know I, I avoided the major trailers for that one I don't know if you saw X
2: Same story for me, yeah oh. Avoided and Saw Alone, yep
0: And it, I can't wait to see Pearl, that's all I'm going to say Oh, yeah. us too, yeah very very excited well thank you both so much for being on my podcast today I can't wait to promote the shit out of you guys And do you have anything else coming up Any, anything you want to tell people about
1: uh, only that our DVD is out in stores across uh, is it in Canada Tope
2: uh, I don't know the answer to that well, it just is, came it is, out is, yesterday are, are It just came came
0: out yesterday?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty big news for us. It's like in, you know, it's in Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble. And it's so crazy to walk in and, oh my God, there's our movie.
0: And
2: also digitally on all the other platforms. Again, I don't, I have to look about how that works for Canada.
0: (coughs) I'll look into Um, it because I've I've got Shutter out here. And so that's where I saw Hellbender. Right,
2: Right, yeah. And then, yeah, and as far as digital, yeah, I don't know yet. Because RLJE is putting it out. Um, Mostly, but and also I've the been... vinyl too. You want to mention that, John?
1: Oh, go ahead. What was that, Toby? The vinyl. Yeah, we got our albums out, right? But do you, do you know where it's where it can be bought, Toby?
2: Well, it's um yeah, it was out on pre-order, so um and I actually I think it's sold out, so um but it's coming out the the vinyl from ship to shore, and that's a really beautiful um you know package, and hopefully they'll be reissuing it. But, uh, but that music, Hellbenders, you know, on Spotify and Apple Music and, and our website is wonderwheelproductions.com, which has access to all of our stuff, including social yeah, media. Yeah, I think
1: the one thing I want to say is it's such an honor to be talking with you, Anya, and I just want to thank you for inviting us on your show, and I love your art. It's inspiring to me, and so it's just great that we're all sitting uh, on the same mics together. Thank you. No kidding.
0: Oh well thank you guys so much.